You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. This is Massive Late Feed with Mike and Mark. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. How are you doing, Mike? Not too bad. Uh, hey, is that Mark with a C or a K? <laughs> That's with a K. Damn right. No Cs. Have you ever met a Mark with a C that wasn't a complete piece of shit? I don't think so, no. I game with a guy whose name uh, is Mark with a C. He's okay. Oh, okay. He's the exception that proves the rule. Yeah. I I well, I knew a guy that was uh, a mark with a C. You know him too, and <laughs> I used to I used to tease our friend Bill all the time by when he would call my name, I would say, "Call me by your name." No, I would say to him, "Hey, that's not my name. My name's Mark with a hard K. You're saying Mark with a soft C sound. You're talking about our other friend Mark." And he would get so confused, but eventually I just got him to buy that's into not it. A shock. Eventually, I just got him to buy into it, and he would go, hey, Mark. Speaking of Mark, uh, TikTok has a K in it, and <laughs> Mike, we're a viral sensation on TikTok, as all the, the kids say. We're clapping back and, and spilling tea, and we use language like you do, kids. <laughs> all that stuff. Yep. We raise the roof. Correct. Yep. We know the 411. We're all that and a bag of chips, Mike. We was that ever really that popular of a saying, or was that was that just something like even in the nineties? I feel like people said that in an ironic sense. I feel like only screenwriters really use that prominently. Yeah, like the phrase "true dat." Right. <laughs> oh, the nineties. Uh, speaking of the nineties, though, Madonna was pretty popular in the nineties, and now Universal Pictures has decided that they're going to give her a boatload of money. To write and direct a biopic of her own life. Hey. What do you think? They no, no clue as to who is going to play Madonna. She's going to write it with Diablo Cody of. Uh, I, I, I bet you they will try to get uh, Lady Gaga. Yeah, well, I could see that Lady Gaga, which is an ins- which is an insult to Lady Gaga because she's far more talented than Madonna. Yeah, although I think she's a big Madonna fan, I believe. Oh, I haven't seen Madonna the director yet. No, no one has. This will be her directorial debut. <laughs> but it's being produced by Amy Pascal, uh, who's oh, okay. That's she did Fast Times at Ridgemont High. No, you're thinking of Amy Heckerling. Amy Heckerling, yeah. Yeah, Amy Pascal used to work at Sony. She, I know she did a lot with the Spider-Man movies over there at Sony. Yeah, I've heard her name before. I just don't remember what context. The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Both really good movies. That It was great in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, how electricity powers somehow fixed the gap in Electro's teeth. <laughs> but yeah, she's writing I'll, it with... I'll take your word for it, Mark. She's writing it with Diablo Cody, who wrote... Juno. And that, uh, what's the movie where it's like about anorexia? It's not Get Out, obviously. Uh, get her to the toilet? <laughs> like, it's something about, like, something about t- To Hell and Back or some, some, some weird, like, uh, you know, one of those kind of titles for a movie. The Karen Carpenter story? Not quite. They should do that. They should I think do- Karen Carpenter just didn't eat, period. They should be I'm Full, the Karen Carpenter story. <laughs> 
Is it weird that every time I hear a Karen Carpenter song, I get hungry? I'm sorry, I was away for a few. Uh, what happened? <laughs> um, yeah, no, anorexia is obviously not a uh, a joke, people. Would oh, you just record this later as a PSA? Yeah, there you go. I know you like that. Me and Mike like that. Like a full around on a massive late fee. But I'm here with a very serious message for you. We're going to get ahead of our court-ordered appearances to, you know, the PSAs uh, right off the top here. Oh, I are. I, I gladly sandbag you when, when you go too far for me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so she's going to write and direct. Uh, you know, our friend Chris over at uh, Big Heads Media, and, you know, he's got his own his own podcast. We're watching here. He, he likes to... I, I, don't, I don't know this person. <laughs> he did an episode with us once, Mike. Did he? Yeah, the very first episode we did, he guessed it up. Oh, I, oh, I, I don't think he did that podcast at that at that point. I didn't know it was the same Chris. I know him. He, I like that Chris. <laughs> well, anyway, he, he... How long has he been doing this podcast for? Uh, I don't know, about a year and a half or so. Oh, so not as long as so he he wasn't on this podcast when he was on our show, right? No, no, you're right. Okay, about yeah, that. that okay, yeah. I say I hope I didn't completely blank that part out because that would be troubling. But he he likes to say that the movie Walk Hard should have killed you know the kind of uh, music biopic movies that like uh, what's the one that came out last year the like the Elton John one and um, the uh, yeah the Eddie. Mercury, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. That's what it's called. But yeah, or he, Eddie Murphy, the foreign lion ticker. <laughs> Eddie Murray. Him too. Eddie Money. Oh yeah, where's where's the Eddie Money biopic? I mean, obviously, it's called Two Tickets to Paradise. Exactly, and I'd buy two tickets to a theater. No, I wouldn't because of COVID. And also, I just don't like to go to theaters. You know what? I want to see if you can pick any music biopic. I'm going to pick your answer for you, David Lee Roth. Yes, that is correct. That is, that is my answer. But who would play David Lee Roth? Ooh, that's a good question. Huh. David Lee Roth. Speaking of things I want to see, and maybe, possibly, someone that could play David Lee Roth, Chris Evans is embarrassed by the fact that he showed his dick on Instagram, apparently. Isn't that the guy we did our first podcast with? Yeah, that's correct. Apparently, he's got a huge cock, too. So, no, Chris... Chris Congrats. E- Chris Evans is the Avengers Endgame star. And I guess he was playing some sort of stupid game, one of those heads-up games or something, and it automatically went to his camera roll, and on his camera roll, there was a picture of his dick. And Twitter was a buzz because it's a thirst trap or whatever, you know. We use language like you do, kids. (laughs) Right. Uh, you know, it would suck. I mean, if like, yeah, you know, just to accidentally like have a picture like that show up anywhere. But I mean, if you're like super famous, like that guy, like, mm-hmm. you know, like a hundred thousand people have already saved it within 10 seconds of it showing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And apparently some phones do that. They like automatically go to your camera roll or something. I don't know. At least when you're Mine's playing not that advanced. At least when you're playing that game. Yeah. I still have a rotary flip phone or whatever. A rotary flip phone? That's yeah. pretty fucking ancient, my friend. <laughs> yep. Like, they had to reinvent the whole uh, the dial tone thing after they invented the cell phone. Correct. They, for, they forgot that. Like, oh, yeah, we just did that on the regular phones. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> it's a converted rotary phone into a cell phone. 
by the by the time they uh when they started working on the cell phone, they still had rotary phones, but by the time they finished, they just completely ignored all other phone <laughs> technologies since then. I will say this. I get crystal clear calls, but my phone does weigh forty five pounds. <laughs> Uh, and last thing that I have to talk about real quick before we get into Are the... Are you going to upgrade to a uh, T-Mobile sidekick at some point? <laughs> I'm going to get a Razor. Is your pager number still the same? <laughs> yep. I got a 911 uh, page yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I got your uh, telegram the other day. Thank you. I was able to, I was able to respond to your page with 1-800-COLLECT. <laughs> I personally dialed on the center as Caretop might advise. <laughs> I remember one time we came up with like it was one of those things where we just came up with a bit just off the top. We I think it was you, me, and Jason. I think it was Jason. I don't know. It was you, me, and somebody else. But we were all talking. We were all talking, and I said. I think I said, you know, uh, oh, I like 1-800-COLLECT or something or whatever. And you said, you know, like, I, I like 1-800-CALL-ATT. And I can't remember what the other one was, the the 1-800, like, MCA or MC something. And, like, we all just, like, started yelling at each other, jokingly, <laughs> like we were, like we were all. Oh, uh, you guys are joking? Bitter rivals. <laughs> I, I was upset about that for years. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Well, just uh, just send me a smoke signal with uh, your feelings, and I will. Uh, I'll put it down in my dream journal. The the last in the line of the Pony Express finally appeared here. I got your message. Okay. <laughs> He's still around. The last thing I want to talk about is apparently this is the new hotness. Uh, it used to be, it used to be not telling your public relations person that you were going to go online and with a bunch of friends and sing a song like Imagine or, or whatever, and then get completely ridiculed because it's obvious you're trying to make everything about yourself. <laughs> this is the new, this is the new hotness of that. It's people doing table reads of movies that have already been produced. I don't get any of this. I don't understand it. I don't know why people like it. I don't know who it's for. I don't know. I don't know why it's popular. It's so very clear that celebrities are just trying to make the, you know, like they're, they're having withdrawal. No one's paying attention to me that it's just very much smacks of that. Are you referring specifically to the fast times at Ridgemont high one? I am. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of. I heard that's for some sort of charity. I don't know how they're raising money for charity. Maybe you have to pay to do it. I, I don't really know. Well, I mean, I guess good for them for raising money for charity. They but, could also just the... give money to charity. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but then that would involve them having to give it. Um, did you see the uh, the clips of Shia LaBeouf in character though? Yes, <laughs> that was the funniest thing ever. He just looked so like clearly like very high. You know, I used to I used to not really like Shia LaBeouf that much, but I have completely come around. I think he is one of the most fascinating people ever. Do you mean as I perfectly predicted how he'll like soon be a very respected like Sean Penn esque actor, if not already? Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're totally spot on. But everyone I wonder if that was, I wonder if that was intentional or if that's just naturally what happened, you know? 
I mean, is he smart enough to kind of figure out that he has to like almost be away for a while? Like almost like Johnny Depp was like in all these arty movies, like in the early nineties, mm-hmm. you know? And then like, he's like, Oh, and then eventually I'll come back and I'll come back. Strong. Like, you know, like Robert Downey Jr. Or even Sean Penn, you know, maybe Sean Penn never like had a run where he was in like a bunch of like shitty, like, you know, like, uh, like, like for example, John Travolta. Right. Well, I don't know if he's still currently acting, but you know, he was in like fucking like, you know, look who's talking now with a dog. Yes. And then like he's in Battlestar Battlestar Earth. Yeah. Battlefield Earth. Earth. Yeah, Battlefield Earth. But that was actually after he became famous again. But I mean, do you think that's like a clearly like plotted out career trajectory? Even like Joseph Gordon Levitt kinda was in a lot of like, you know, indie movies for a while. I would say that with Shia LaBeouf and Joseph Gordon Levitt, maybe. I with Travolta and them, no. But I think maybe, and even like well, no, I'm saying, they found this. Like, you know, they realize, yeah. oh, you, you, you know, I'm not a, I'm, you know, I'm a child actor. You know, Cole, yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in like, you know, Ten Things I Hate About You, which is an excellent movie, and uh, Third Rock from the Sun. You know, he doesn't, you don't typically go from that to, you know, the star of, you know, like a legit like drama or comedy or even an action movie, right? Yeah, no, I think I think it's definitely possible. I think it's definitely possible that they that they went that that route. Yeah, but both of them also seem very genuine, which could just be another indication that they're very superb actors. But I would like to hope that they're actually, like, you know, genuinely, uh, genuinely. <laughs> Genuine? <laughs> yeah, the the musician. But, no, I mean, I, I think that's one of the things that I kind of like about Shia LaBeouf is that Shia LaBeouf seems very much like he doesn't fucking care about the artifice. And that's... I, I, I obviously we do an entertainment podcast, so I like movies, I like music, I like TV shows and stuff like that, um, because I like that those creative endeavors and and books and, and and things like that too. I like those creative endeavors, and I like I, I like artistic things, but I hate the artifice that comes along with all of it. And so when there are people like Shia LaBeouf that seem to kind of really reject that artifice. I, that's refreshing to me now that and we'll kind of talk about that actually sort of with the boys today but you know rejecting that artifice could also in itself be an artifice i don't i don't know it's very the uh, words out of my mouth really we're going to use the word artifice that much <laughs> oh i thought you were saying arliss like the tv show oh yeah robert wald of course <laughs> everyone thought that hey do you think we have a, a better uh bacon number than robert wall absolutely i don't know if it's closer or not but it's definitely better <laughs> i bet there's a list of celebrities that we have a higher baker num- baker bacon number than <laughs> diedrich diedrich bader diedrich baker our our, our diedrich bader number <laughs> oh, that's probably pretty good too yeah well he was on the drew carey show with ryan styles yeah and, egg, egg and you know, ryan styles has been in literally uh you know a few shows, <laughs> right? Wait, but then Wayne Brady, but then Wayne Brady was on that show too. The the whose line is it anyway? Yep, he was on the the whose line is it anyway? But he was on the Chappelle show, and Dave Chappelle, you know, had Bill Burr as a guest. Bill Burr's and you know Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. He's also in, and more importantly, he's in the Mandalorian. I mm-hmm. hear with uh, Pedro Pascal. Yes, who is in everything? Yeah, Pedro Pascal is in Game of Thrones. He's in Narcos. He's in uh, what's the sequel to The Kingsman Part Two? I think it's called like oh. the Golden Circle. Yeah, something that? like that. Channing Tatum's in Julie- that. 
And Julianne Moore's in that. I mean, there's, you know, so many, like, celebrities in that. And Julianne Moore was in... Wasn't she in one of the Jurassic Parks? Probably. I don't know. I stopped watching those. Because if so, we can get it. We can get her to Jeff Goldblum, which will get us to Ed Bagley Jr., which gets back to us. Thank you. But I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Julianne Moore. Oh, Julianne. No, Julianne Moore was in Nine Months. Julianne Moore was in Nine Months with Hugh Grant. But more importantly, Jeff Goldblum, who was in. Uh, who was in Transylvania 6 5000 with Ed Bagley Jr. Ed Bagley Jr. was on our show. There we go. We did it. Yeah, it only took 13 leaps. <laughs> to get to Dietrich. <laughs> to get to Dietrich Bader. I'm sure there's a much more direct route. Especially yeah. since he was in uh, Jay and Son Bob Strike. I was just thinking that, too. That was pretty securitous of us. But, uh, yeah, he was in... He was in that. Yeah, because he, he was in that with uh, Kevin Smith, who was in uh, the one movie with... Um, Seth Rogen? Yes. You know, the movie where it's uh, or him and Elizabeth Banks. Yep. And I think that's like pretty directly to uh, Ed Bigley Jr. because they were both in Pineapple Express. Right. I, I want this podcast to just become, just evolve to us. A vanity project? <laughs> giving, giving, our, giving our bacon numbers or, or our, our numbers to different celebrities based on the fact that we, we interviewed Ed Bigley Jr. <laughs> Don't forget Larry Hankin. Yeah. <laughs> though I technically wasn't there for that, so my number would be one greater. <laughs> but I wasn't. Although it was edited into the, the same podcast, so that's that's tricky. I mean, does that, I guess if like say if an actor is not in the same scene as somebody, mm. that still counts as far as being in the same project, right? I, I agree. Yes, that does definitely count. Thank you. Uh but anyway, real quick about uh, about this this Zoom uh, reading of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Everyone was going nuts because Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston were playing Brad and whatever Phoebe Cates' character's name was. Oh, I should know this. I should know this. And of course the the you know the the scene that kept going around was her uh you know removing her bikini and uh and you know, uh, I well, would not want to see Jennifer Aniston topless well, even bro- at like you know First season friends, Jennifer Aniston. Right. Well, they weren't. Here's the thing. They, they obviously, she didn't take off her top. Linda. Linda. Her name is Linda. Yeah. But Morgan Freeman was narrating it, which I think, I guess, kind of adds to it because Morgan Freeman was doing the scene direction. I don't know. I, I don't understand. I don't understand why people are interested in this stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Table I, reads. Not especially. I mean, I, I know in some there are some that are kind of that I would listen to. Like I think they did, they had a Hans and Franz movie, and like the like um, Dana Carvey and Kevin Nealon, and like I think uh, Conan O'Brien like performed like the movie, you know, at a place. But you know, you it never was never actually produced, so that would be interesting. I think. Yeah, one. Yeah, sure. A table read of a project that never actually came out, I'd be interested in. But like a table read of pro- projects because they did famously they did one with the Princess Bride before this. A table read oh, of, a, yeah. of a project with for for something that already came out. It's like I'll just watch the movie. Table reads aren't that interesting. Yeah, you know what this movie's uh, missing? A uh, Rob Reiner fucking narrating. Yeah. <laughs> you know what this movie's missing? Editing and visuals and cinematography. <laughs> right. Why don't we just have a black screen and just describe the movie to me? <laughs> Like this podcast. Well, speaking of describing movies, um, Mike, the IMDb game. I've got one for you today that I don't, I, I legit don't know if you've seen this movie or not. I would venture to guess 
I'd be like, I, I'm probably about 99% sure that your wife has seen this movie, but I don't what know. What the fuck is that supposed to be? I don't know if you've seen it. Well, maybe that gives, maybe I'll give you a clue about the, the, the movie, but I'm going to start with, um, well, there's only one under drugs, alcohol and smoking. So I'll do that one first. It will give you no hint at all. Uh, what, what it is, but here we go. Some teen smoking. What do you think? Kids. Oh, that's a good guess, but no. Uh, we've never done kids, and eventually we should... You bet your fucking ass we never have. <laughs> eventually we should do kids at some point. Oh. Uh, speak for yourself there, Mark. We've never included the movie Kids in the IMTV game. Thank you. Let's see. Uh... Many uses of this is profanity. Sorry, many uses of retard. A, ne- a teenage girl refers to her breasts as titties two times. Is this welcome to the dollhouse? No, although that's wow, that's a very esoteric. I I, I wouldn't assume that you'd seen that movie. And my wife likes the movie, so uh, much like Jules from uh, Pulp Fiction, I've seen that movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Some other occasional language includes ass, shit, and suck. How is suck profanity? The F word is um, the F word is used once by the main character's grandmother. Is this ass shit fuck the movie? Oh, that's very close, but no. I think those are on the poster. Uh, let's see. This may not count. I love this too. This editorializing. This may not count as profanity necessarily, but the characters poke fun at Christianity throughout the movie. For example, teenagers sing songs such as "John Head," "John the Baptist Lost His Head." This may be considered offensive to some. Is this the movie Saved? No. Although Dangerous Life of Alter Boys. Although I do like that movie a lot. Uh, saved. My wife likes that movie, so as as you said, I've Her seen friend. that movie. Right, that is a good movie. I like that. Did you hear my second guess after that? The Dangerous Life of Alter Boys? No, I've never even heard of that. Oh, that's a really good movie. It's got uh, one of the Culkins in it. One of the good ones. <laughs> There's too many of them. Uh, let's see. So under sex and nudity... Two teenage girls argue, and one of them tells the other to give oral sex to her boyfriend. <laughs> to whose boyfriend? The, her own boyfriend or the other girl's boyfriend? I'm not, because I don't remember this scene, so I'm not exactly sure, but it makes it sound like they're arguing, and the one girl says, blow my boyfriend. Huh. I think I went to the wrong high school. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, Heather's? No. Uh, the main character often jumps around, revealing her white underpants under her skirt. Also, there's a scene where she gets into a physical fight with a cheerleader, and the cheerleader's underwear is seen too. Okay, yeah. Clearly, I know what it is now. I have seen this movie. I didn't really pay a lot of attention. It's um, Superstar. Correct. That is correct. I think Alex likes that movie, right? Yeah, it's it's not a bad movie. I, I don't dislike it. It's just not a go-to. I haven't seen it in a while, actually. Yeah, I I was surprised that I liked the movie. I thought that it was going to be one of those 
those Saturday Night Live movies that you know based on a based, based on a skit that doesn't seem like <laughs> that doesn't seem like it has anywhere near enough juice to make a movie out of and was going to fail miserably like the it's pat the movie but oh my it, god was that bad it was but but superstar was surprisingly Stewart good his family yeah yeah that's a bad one too I like. I don't know if I'd say it's good so much as it's not bad, which is surprising for you know, especially that era yeah. of a Saturday Night Live movie. I like. Mean, think... Yeah, the mayor. The mayor I, I... Go ahead. No, you please. I was just gonna say. I think Will Ferrell saves that movie, or is a big reason of saving that movie. But Will Ferrell as Jesus. See, I like Harlan Williams in that a lot. I think he's mm-hmm. really, really funny in that. He's just like, yep. he's so weird. Yeah, he's also very good too. I don't remember the scene where she says to give oral sex to her boyfriend. <laughs> Does she say, why don't you yeah. just go blow your boyfriend? Probably. I don't remember. My wife probably knows exactly because she has a great memory for that kind of things. Uh, you know, movie lines, not blowing boyfriends. <laughs> she can rattle them off right off the top of her head. Hold up. <laughs> Hopefully it's hand and not hands, right? <laughs> just kidding. That's my love. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, we don't want a, a repeat of the clerk scene. Thirty-seven seems like a lot. It does. That is that's an excessive amount of oral sex. Imagine like these days, it's not a lot though. I feel that people are more morally loose. I guess I still think I still think it's maybe that's just me being old, but yeah, I guess people hook up on Tinder like every weekend with somebody else, right? Yeah, that's but I mean that might just me being like an older guy, you know, almost forty. He's like, oh, these kids these days are on fucking Tinder, <laughs> and I'm sure like you hear about the exception more than the rule. Like you always hear about, like, oh, you know, like uh, let's say one of our brothers uh, once mentioned uh, his uh, success with the uh, the website Plenty of Fish. I'm not going to name which one of our brothers, right? Yep. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure everybody's you know getting the same results, but I mean you'll definitely hear about the ones that results uh, well. Yeah, one of our brothers might have had a lot of sex from that that plenty of fish sites. Might have even shown us some pictures. Um, oh, not us. I mean, who knows who this mysterious <laughs> brother was? Oh, that's kind of creepy, actually. Uh, well, I mean, he wasn't in them, but. Oh, okay, <laughs> that, that's good. <laughs> Even if not, I mean, like if he, if he brings her around, like, hey, I honestly, you know, you hey, know, you hey, know. hey Hitler Sash, <laughs> what is he talking about? <laughs> oh, I, I said you like Nazis. <laughs> you know me, I'm not a. Uh... You know, I'm 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 a fan of the female form, but he, even I was kind of like, hmm, this seems off. <laughs> My brother's showing me. Uh, I mean, one of our brothers. <laughs> I think you just hear banjo music in the background. Showing showing a naked picture of someone that he had sex with last night. It's like, I don't know. It just seems weird. <laughs> yeah, I know we're friends and brothers, but uh, let's let's not be that close of friends. Oh my gosh. Uh but anyway, so. Uh, you got one for me, or should we just move on? <laughs> I have one. All right. I'm ready. An American middle school holds a practice drill. Not uh, brief, but violent. An American you, middle school? You, you know what, Mark? Mark, 
Okay, on Discord, I have a push to talk button. Mm-hmm. And so I change it, but it's on the space bar. And apparently when I put the space bar onto a website, it just scrolls to the bottom. So I can't do both of these at once. So I think we're skipping me this time. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to yeah, guess sorry. elephants. I, I perceive it. Uh, I'll just say what it is because there's not many clues. It was eighth grade. Oh, I do love that. I love that movie. I think I read the clue wrong. Well, yeah, I knew you had seen that one. Yeah, that's a great one. Everyone goes to eighth grade. So celebrate Bo Burnham somehow. It's Bo Burnham Day today. <laughs> it's always Bo Burnham Day. Uh, but this week we're talking about the boys again. His fucking head. Mike, did you, you <laughs> did you watch the most recent episode of The Boys? Yeah, I actually watched it on Thursday uh, night. My my friend Matt and I uh, we discovered there's like a a watch party function on Amazon. Oh, that's cool. So we watched it at the same time so we could, you know, discuss it and stuff. It was a pretty interesting episode. Maybe we should do that. Well, I mean, if you want to see, you know, every single like uh, nut shot, like pause and meticulously analyze, <laughs> I guess you can join. What? Yeah, you're welcome to join. It's like Thursday and I think it comes out at 8 Eastern Standard Time, so were there a lot of uh, were there a lot of nut shots this week? Thankfully, I didn't notice any, and even more importantly, Matt didn't notice any. I do know that <clears throat> there was some sex this week. I guess if you want to call it that, yeah, it was uh, pretty weird. Uh, Homelander and Stormfront hook up, and <laughs> Storefront, yeah, and she, uh, she's always open, and she. She had him laser her her boobs, which apparently she's fairly resistant to. I mean, not completely. Yeah, I think he could also dial it back, I I feel. Like, you know, he could cut through a plane if he wants to, but he could also just precisely burrow through a woman's, like, head to not go out the back of her skull. Right. Well, I mean, he has some control over it. Yeah, you would think so. He also seems to have some stamina when it comes to sex, because that was a long sex scene. But yeah, weird. You thought that was a long time. <laughs> well, it was more than two minutes. I mean, that's long, right? Oh, I know it was that long. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I kind of saw them getting together. I guess that's sort of like if uh, Stalin fucked Hitler, right? Well, you know, Stalin killed way more. That's how I would see it. If they were gay, uh, Stalin would be the would be the butch, right? I feel that way just because I can't, I mean, obviously there's, I mean, not according to, uh, you know, the country, but there are actually gay Russians, you know, it's obvious, but I mean, right. just so like Russia seems like the most masculine, like, uh, not that, you know, gay is a masculine or a feminine thing, though, I suppose it is to a degree. Mm. It's just like, I mean, like, you, I mean, you can't imagine anybody fucking a Russian. No. Man. Nope. No, I can't. I can't imagine them. I, I, well, I could. Uh. And Germans are kind of like they seem like they're kind of kinky, like in a lot of ways. You mm-hmm. know, like they're always you know, like shitting on each other and that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> yep. I don't know if you've heard about this like tour they have. Like, I guess it's like really big. Like, I guess they just play like this big stadium, like a soccer place in Berlin. It's called the Scheiße Brothers. It's just like some crazy, weird, like scat thing. What? <laughs> no, I've never heard of this. <laughs> you've never heard of the Scheiße Brothers? A stadium. There, there's uh, enough people that they can play a stadium? I just made it up. <laughs> wow. The Scheisse no, no, brothers. 
Yeah, Matt and I have an ongoing joke about this uh, group called the Shiza Brothers. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's gold. The Shiza Brothers. Well, I guess brothers would probably also be in German, which I don't know if it makes it better or worse. Bruder. I'll have to think about it. The, the Shiza Brutus. Yeah, I think if you say brothers, though, it really emphasizes the Shiza because it also the is not in German. So yeah, I don't know. This is a this is a mess. I think we should move on. Yeah, I guess it would be dare. Dare is the masculine, uh, and but, I. But it's plural too, right? Oh yeah, that's true. So it, it should be das. But I I I'm wondering. See, I don't know if Shiza is masculine or feminine or gender neutral. Is it neutral? It's it might be. E. Isn't e gender neutral usually? Usually, yeah. So it would probably be Das 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 Scheiße Bruden. Yeah, it doesn't have quite the same ring. No, I think the Scheiße Brothers is better. <laughs> it's like the aristocrats. But yeah, so this episode, uh, I'm trying to think what else. We get a little bit more well, it's, butcher. It's pretty, yeah, we get, a, we get a lot more. We see him go home, uh, or not home, he goes to his aunt's house where she has the the last member to be met of the boy's uh, killer, which is his bulldog. Right. Is that a bulldog? That's what kind of dog it is, right? It's a bulldog, yeah. It was a horse. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> I like how much of this podcast is inside jokes between us. <laughs> I thought I was thinking the other day it'd be funny if I, if we had like a uh, like a contest to see who could like name the most Easter eggs or like you know references that we're just clearly making to each other. Yep, <laughs> we're not explaining. That is that's not a bad idea for a contest. Who can name all the Easter eggs? So that, like we could do like a ten well, episode I, I, block. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody can get all of them. I don't think no. we get all of them. Right. That's Every once in a while, you'll say something, word. and I'll be like, I know that should mean something to me, but I don't remember. <laughs> I'm at the age now where even the inside jokes, I don't always get off them anymore. Like, I'm oh. like your brother on Plenty of Fish. <laughs> He's true. got a big net. <laughs> He's picking up everything like a, like a shortstop, right? Like a showstop. Picking everything mama hitting. <laughs> you know, that Kelly uh, and Nelly song. Kelly and Nelly? Yeah, you know, the dilemma. That's what it was called. No matter what I do, all I think about is you. That's one that's of Nelly on there? Yeah, yeah. Nelly and Kelly Rowland. That's, oh, okay. that's that, yeah, that makes sense. That's one of Nelly's lines where he says, uh, like a shortstop, pick up everything mama hitting. You know, uh, I don't know if he was a shortstop, but he was actually a pretty uh, well regarded prospect in the St. Louis Cardinals system for a while. Was he? Good yeah, I, I guess you know, it was funny. And, and they had like a, one of those like softball games, you know, they do it uh, like during like before or after the game or something during All Star Weekend. Yeah, and Jackson. He, was in it, he, he could definitely Jackson yeah, Rocks really or a talented, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, something like that. But yeah, he was actually very good. That's good. St. Louis could use him right now. I assume. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, something entirely unrelated to our podcast, mm-hmm. uh, I was a. Uh, Really surprised to see uh, Gardenhire uh, retire yesterday or the other. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like he has some health issues. He said he was getting like tremors in his hands. That, that's, I mean, it's it, the timing on that sucks. I mean, yeah, like Jim Leland, if he had come over directly after somehow, which mm-hmm. I don't know that he could have, that would have been great. I mean, we might have won a championship then, but I mean, I've always liked Gardenhire. He seems like a really you know, 
solid manager. He knows how to use what he's got. Like he had like a shit show for the Minnesota Twins for a lot of time. Yeah, and you know they still were consistently in the playoffs or almost in the playoffs. They never. I mean, obviously they had like Joe Maurer and like you know uh, I can't remember the name of their pitcher. They had that was really good, but I mean you know they it, they never were like the you know almost like the Mets like the Yankees or anything. <laughs> They were very much like the Mets. Well, actually, no, I guess not as bad as the Mets. Not management-wise, no. No. But, uh, yeah, that's it is, you know, it sucks. I, and I wonder, Mike, if it will impact, I mean, I, I think it has to, your bet that uh, the Tigers could win the division this year. Thankfully, I didn't make that bet. But if I was going to make that bet, where do you think I should make that bet? Oh, I think you should go to mybookie.com and make, and make that bet, or mybookie.ag, or dot com leads you to the same site okay <laughs> where where for oh, no, no, no. I, I got the information thank you <laughs> for the price of a a cup of coffee every two two minutes you can no uh, no it's actually i entered let me tell you what i did uh hobo on a ham sandwich i i entered the super contest uh, and also, I'm going to do the Survivor Contest, too, which I think is, is great. But with the NFL season here, the Super Contest, 10 bucks. that's all you have to do. $10 gets you an entry. It's And it's a season-long thing, which I think is awesome. because Even though the season's already started, can you still do it? Yeah, absolutely. You can still enter. <laughs> what you do is you pick five teams against the spread every week. And you get points. You get one point for every every one you get right. At the end of the season, the, f- the person who has the most uh, the most points wins twenty five thousand dollars for te- for ten bucks. And you can enter up to ten times. So it's ten dollars for each oh, wow. entry. You can enter multiple times if you want to, and, and make picks every week so you can mix up your picks if you want to you can you know you can just do it once and, and do it straight i got four out of five last week i missed the texans i had the texans covering and they got destroyed sucks to be them yeah but i got uh but i got everybody i got uh, all the other the four of them and yeah I, well i like that you can put you can play ten dollars and then you have something to do all season long it's like it's like you know that's that's less than most streaming services are, and it it provides so much more excitement for the game, for the games the entire season long now, uh, for just the cost of ten bucks, which I I think is awesome. That that's the kind of like betting I like to do. But you can also uh, you know obviously they've got squares there, they've got well, uh, squares are squares are great. My, I work in a small office. There's not nearly enough people to do squares without mm-hmm. having to like involve, and especially now and like you know this time you don't really want to be passing around a piece of paper to a hundred people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, so they got the squares, and you can bet championship futures. You can bet on the money line. You can bet NBA. You know, and there's a, there's a ton of things they've got. They've got a casino on there too, where you can play blackjack and stuff like that. Can you bet on like other like bets? You know, like uh, like can you bet on the election that kind of stuff? I don't think that's legal in the United States. I think there are some places like overseas where you can do that, but I don't think you can do it in the United States. Freest country on earth, huh? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, sign my bookie's uh, petition to make the betting on the on the election legal. I don't think they have a petition like that, but if they did, I would sign we it. Support it, absolutely. Uh, also, it's uh, you know if you use our promo code late fees, you get a dollar for dollar match up to 
uh, $1,000. So you deposit $1,000, they give you $1,000 in free money. I have free money on there that, that I can just use for whatever now, too. Thanks. It's the best. Hey, uh, can you bet on the Emmys? Ooh, I'm not sure. Although if I did, I would bet uh, on uh, Better Call Saul. It already what, happened, Mark. Yeah, what I've done good. I, I was I was afraid you were going to talk about the Emmys for an hour. No, I didn't actually watch them. All I know is Regina King won uh, Best Actress. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's and right. Well-deserved. Watchmen did did really well, I heard. Which is good. So if you can and bet... Also, you, a show if, I don't watch. I know we're in the middle of a commercial here. Um Shit's Creek. My wife likes that quite a bit. I yeah. think all the like the three top awards went to people from that, including Eugene and Dan Levy. That's awesome. I love Eugene. I bet Levy. on them. Absolutely. Bet on Eugene oh, is it, is it Levy. Levy or Levy? I guess it is Levy, huh? Levy? Levy? I don't know. Yeah, there's probably an E in there. Uh I drove my Chevy to the Eugene Levy and the Levy was dry. Yeah, I think it's Levy. Uh, anyway, so use our promo code late fees and get a bunch of cash for free. It's a no brainer. It's simple. Make your picks win big, then collect your cash. Your winning season begins today. Only at my bookie. I'm going to start calling them my bookie. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Mike, the boys slash org. That's right. Got triple X. It's oh, be- yeah, I forgot that. Better and than another, better than the uh, what's it called? Uh, what was that one? The um, fuck. <laughs> I can't. The uh, toy with uh, with Richard Pryor. Guy? No, I was thinking yes. of that pets.com. That's what it was. Remember pets.com? Oh, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> barely. Uh, anyway, so yeah, yeah. Another interesting uh, thing that happens in this episode is uh, while they're out, uh, I can't remember where they they're visiting his aunt. Yeah, that's right, at his aunt's house. Suddenly, they spot uh, Black Noir like peeping at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just laying on a roof. Yeah, so they call in like the nine one one service. Uh, I, they're in America, right? I mean, or, I believe they so, must yeah. be in England. I mean, if it's his aunt, I guess she probably lives in America. They're allowed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they call the in the fire department. They're trying to figure out, you know, they realize they can't get out of here without, you know, Blackmore stopping them and probably killing all of them because he almost like killed like the female. He's like so tough and powerful, and he survived a bomb to his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they try to figure, and then we we discover his aunt is uh, uh, kind of on the criminal side too. She's got like some kind of drug uh, pharmaceutical thing going on in the basement. Yeah, I don't I know don't, what the. It looks like she's, she's making, making drugs too. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She has like all these chemicals, which uh, you know, uh, of course, mother's milk the most resourceful. Like the the higher class version of B. A. Baracus in this mm-hmm. instance is able to whip together some sort of. Uh, you know, device of, you know, he makes quite a few bombs in yeah. this woman's house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, I was unsure what was going on at first. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's, he's rigged the house up with bombs. That's why Black Noir is trying to be, <laughs> it's such a, we don't see it, but it's gotta be such a funny scene. Like Black Noir is trying to like stealthily sneak through this house and just <laughs> things keep exploding around him. Yeah, because we see them in the basement, and sure enough, oh yeah, we forgot the uh, they they knew that um they knew where Butcher was because they heard the dog barking in the background. Yeah, and they knew that he kept him in his hand, so they just kind of unexpectedly show up. Uh, just Huey, um, Mother's Milk, and the French guy, I think. Oh no, the female shows up too, I believe. 
Well, they're not. They're not there. The Frenchie and um, the the one. That's... I think your character's name. It's Miko. Miko. Yeah. Yeah. Fre- I like that. I, I hate the name of the female. That's dumb. Stop that. Frenchie, Frenchie, and Miko are um, they're like in New York still or something like that. Because he follows oh, yeah. her, uh, and finds out that she's a contract she's doing, killer. She's doing hits for like the. Uh... I can't remember is it the Russian mob? She kills a bunch of Russians. And that's that's a hilarious thing. Like when you go in, they're talking about like uh the I think they're talking about Hamilton at first, and they just kind yeah. of like are broadly discussing musicals, which is like the last thing you expect these Russian gangsters to be talking about. Yeah, they're talking about Dear Evan Hansen. Like, yeah, they're talking about <laughs> Hamilton at first, and then they start talking about Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. And then uh Miko walks in and literally rips someone's face off, and I I was shocked to see that. Oh yeah, it was gruesome, but I love the practical effects, the the prosthetics and stuff like that that they're using in this, I, it was gruesome. But it, it like calls back to some of the '80s horror movies and '70s horror movies. It was fantastic. And the noise was also bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like carpet being ripped up. It's like ah. <laughs> yeah, she's working for uh, Frenchie's. Uh, I don't know his girlfriend, wife, lover. I'm not sure who she is, but. She takes a cut out of uh, the hits she's she's having her go out on. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Ten percent. Yeah, I forgot that's what they're. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So we cut back. Uh, Black Noir is in there, and uh, he's uh, you know he, he's been blown up a few times, but he's fine. Yeah. But somehow they, they, they put up some some sort of a fight, but I mean they're no match. Uh, even Terror can't stop him. He, he grabs Butcher by the throat. And pins him against the wall, and then Butcher starts to say, "Hey, we have uh, evidence on you about this." Um, shit, I don't even remember what the evidence was. It was back, uh, Becca and her superpowered kid. That's right. Yeah, that, the fact that, that Homelander has a son, he's like, you know, exactly. we got we got pictures. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then, uh, and then we see uh, that uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character, Vaughn, maybe. I, I don't Edgar, I think it's his Yeah, name. I think it's Mr. Edgar. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, he's looking through a camera that's on Black Noir, and Black Noir will do anything he says, almost like he's a robot. Mm-hmm. So Edgar says, you know, if he basically they come to a standstill. And then so we kind of get the idea that Black Noir was, you know, seen on purpose. So like if you don't think he would be seen if he wanted to be, you know, hidden. Right. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, and he wouldn't be hiding like with like half his body over like the ledge of a roof. <laughs> right. It was a very obvious scouting position. Sure. But yeah, so they they kind of part ways, which is kind of interesting. Um, we have an interesting uh, encounter between Stormfront and um, Starlight? Yeah, maybe? Starlight. Starfire? Yeah. Starlight. Star- Starlight, yeah. Starfire is on Teen Titans Go. That's correct. Um, Star, But yeah, Starlight, uh, you know, she's uh, she's trying to get this evidence, you know, about her being Liberty. You know, she knows it. Um, there's tension between them because it just... Just you know, they're they're not compatible as friends. Obviously, it's just a couple, just a couple girls, you know, like uh, cat fighting. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah. And this is I I love this guy who plays like the writer director. I assume he's supposed to be like a J.J. Abrams type. I'm not really sure. Oh, I I I totally think that that's who they're 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 doing. Yes, they make a direct reference. They say that J.J. Abrams actually did a rewrite of the script. Joss. They mentioned Joss. Joss. That's it. Yeah. That's that's right. Joss Whedon. Yeah, so like, and didn't he like do the Avengers or something? Like, write it or direct it or both? Yeah, I think he. I don't know if he wrote the Avengers or not, but I know he directed it. 
I love that. I love that in this movie that they're doing, which is called Dawn of the Seven, which obviously is a direct reference to Dawn of Justice, the the whatever you know. I don't know the Snyder Cut movie, and um, (laughs) fucking A Train, who's great in this episode, by the way, says to Homelander, "I know it's the Dawn of the Seven but I think it's the sunset for a train. And before then he's like, I'm not reading this dialogue. And I thought to myself, man, even if they weren't kicking him out, I wouldn't read that fucking dialogue either. The, the movie is called Dawn of the seven and they, they shoehorn that very clunky title into the dialogue of the movie. It's terrible. Oh, yeah, that was that was pretty funny too. Like he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm not reading this. He's like, okay, well, you know, if you want your severance and you want to be protected legally against yep. any crimes you may have committed, then you'll do this. And cut to him reading it, and then Homelander's like, just leaves immediately. He just couldn't care less about the fast guy. Yeah. One fast guy is the same to him. Yep. Uh, Stormfront also shows some more of her racism, where she's very covertly racist right to uh, A Train's face. So I don't think that's covert. I think they're both really well aware of what's happening there. And that's oh, yeah. another indication of just like how, you know, you can have a conversation that's menacing without menacing in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she's, yeah, she's like, some people are just garbage, you know? Right. Oh yeah. She's so despicable. Yeah, she really is. Um, yeah, there's no redeeming factor to the character, which is why I think she's either going to survive a long time or be trashed. I, I, I imagine she has to be gone by the end of the season. That's my my guess is that she's a one yeah, and otherwise, done. Yeah, otherwise, you'd have to kill Starlight, which I think um, you know you can't really do at this point because I would give up all all the boys because you know you could probably take the rest out if she she's really the one protecting them in a lot of ways. Yeah, and what I don't know what Huey would do. What's Huey's motivation? Cry again, probably. <laughs> right. Listen to some more Billy Joel. Right. Oh, my God. That's the most unsufferable thing about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a coming from someone whose mother was a big Joel, Billy Joel fan. I can only <laughs> imagine you're suffering. <laughs> she uh, or um, we do find or, out. Um, uh, we, do, we do find out that uh, apparently Huey is a lot like. Uh, butcher's younger brother who who's dead who we don't find out how he dies either she's yeah, I don't know, probably from butcher she's about to tell him and then an explosion goes off because black noir is tiptoeing to the kitchen great but yeah yeah that's so yeah starlight in uh uh starlight's snooping around on um Stormfront. On, uh, what's her name? Stormfront's uh, computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sees, I can't remember what the name of the, there was all these references, like some, you know, it was a certain RE. And it was like a, it seemed like a location. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. I didn't really but then see it. Stormfront, yeah, but then Stormfront comes onto into the trailer and she's like, oh, I'm here because I found out your liberty. She just plays that card because she'd much rather know she was, you know, knew she was liberty than know she was on to her as far as, you know, uh, what's going on currently. Right. Yeah. And Stormfront says, well, I know that you, you got, you know, you, you put the project or the V out there and everything and you're the one that leaked it. She says you're the one that leaked it to MSNBC. Like she would have been okay if she, she leaked it to Fox News. or something. Probably. <laughs> you yeah, gave, just... you gave MSNBC the exclusive, damn you. <laughs> someone, I, I, I wish I had uh, come up with this myself, but I read somewhere. It was an interesting idea that 
Starlight actually was only pretending to be upset and have her like powers work because that would power off the computer and potentially erase the you know evidence that she was snooping. Oh, that's a very good idea. Yeah, that's. You can tell Starlight seems to be able to absorb energy and then project it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if it's needed one to do the other, but you can do both, obviously. Right. She yeah, can... that's actually a pretty nefarious, you know, uh, plot going on if she did do that intentionally for that purpose. Yeah, I mean, that's smart if she did it. But then, yes. No, it, no, it didn't work on the person's cell phone who was recording her. <laughs> right. So then it ends with, uh, it ends with, like like we said, I, like, oh, um, what's his name? Uh, Homelander. Homelander apparently flew to a Middle Eastern country for some reason. And yeah, it was a super terrorist that showed up. That's what I actually didn't even realize what was going on. That scene was so fast, but it's like the guy has like telekinesis. Yeah, something like that. He's Carrie from the the movie and book Carrie. And Homelander lasers through him and a, apparently kills another kid, uh, like a just some random bystanding kid, teenager, and. You know, he's starting, like, he's taking a hit in the, the numbers, which is all anyone cares about. No one talks about this fucking dead kid, which, I mean, obviously that's the point. But everyone's just talking about, oh, man, you're taking a hit and all this stuff. So, against orders, he flies to where uh, very clearly someone who's supposed to be uh, AOC is, is holding a rally. And he lands and says, uh, you know, hey... I'm as upset as you guys, you know, unfortunately this stuff happens, you know, and then you hear some from the crowds like, uh, like this has happened before. (laughs) Right, right. You can see that he's totally losing control of the situation because he's not as good. There's, there are chinks in his little golden boy armor here. And then he has a vision. I thought he did this. I like, yeah, yeah, they, 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 they kind of tease us with this last week. You in the preview, you see him like, uh, go ahead, Mark. But I was just gonna say they, they, they've really fooled me because this uh, soldier is like, you don't speak for us, and and they all start chanting, you don't speak for us, and he gives him the finger, and then Homelander just turns on his eyes and just fucking cuts through like hundreds of people, just a char of bodies. And, melts them. and then we see that it was all just him thinking about doing it and it didn't really happen. But I, I, they got me like, I usually, I see things like that, uh, you know, like a mile away, but I, they got me on that one. I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah, me, me too. Because they teased it in the, in the trailer. So I'm like, Oh, that's happening. And I thought, yeah. I thought it was going to be like the beginning of him, I, of him like being kicked out of the seven or whatever and i i had an idea too mike that i wouldn't want them to do for this show but as like a spin-off of this i think would be sort of interesting a guy like homelander maybe not exactly like homelander but almost like in a running man situation because i said i said to my wife i was like if if the, he'd actually done that what would they do and she was like well obviously they'd have to get rid of him you know Vought. And, and i was like yeah They'd have to like kill him or something. And how? Who would do it? Like, how would they do it? And then I had this idea of like, you know, Vaught's basically like he's on the run somewhere. Every superhero, you know, try to get him. And just like a running man type situation, but it's superheroes. Yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. But yeah, anyway. I had a couple couple uh, thoughts on this. Um, one of them, what I thought was interesting is uh, they mentioned that they as soon as this video was uploaded to YouTube, they scrubbed it within like 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. Cause, Cause it's kind of to my point earlier with like the Chris Evans thing, like, you know, 17 minutes is a lifetime, especially if it's like, you know, 
something that goes viral. I mean, maybe maybe oh, yeah. not depending on who you know if it's a, a legit news company, maybe. But yeah, it's, and it's also interesting that you know VOD can just like control the media that you know pointedly. So yeah, I guess I can see why the points really matter that much if they you know mm-hmm. can literally control the media that and it's tipping away from them. There's definitely something wrong there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Another thing I thought was interesting, and they do this a lot, and I, I, I've noticed it before, but uh, well, right before he flies away, Homelander goes, you guys are the real heroes. <laughs> yes. Which is kind of interesting, because I think, I think that's, uh, that's a clue to something that I'm not picking up on. Is that them, like their version of thoughts and prayers? I think so, yes. I think that's what it's supposed to be. It's said in the movie, well, too. I think Queen Maeve says it uh, to one of the the people, the human characters or whatever in the sure in the movie and i think yeah i think that's supposed to be sort of like uh like a hey you know you guys are the you guys are the whole reason that that we're here you know we're nothing without you but they clearly don't give a fuck about these people right or i don't know if that's almost like a reference to people who say like oh support the troops that really you know don't actually support them when you know it's really crucial or critical to actually do so yeah yeah something like, it's like that. A, it's like a generic it's really like a generic patriotic statement i suppose like oh yeah we might be superpower but you're the real you know it's just like a generic thing i guess yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's, uh, you know, they Stormfront lies to Homelander. She tells him that, you know, they were just rehearsing lines. She doesn't say she was snooping in my trailer or anything like that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting, too, because I wonder if she's like, you know, since she got in without uh, any approval or even, you know, conferring with uh, Homelander, I, I imagine she's probably like a spy for Edgar to some degree. Or, you know, he had, I mean, if, if Vought took her out of circulation and they just paid off the people who she murdered and they just kind of kept her on the back burner, I mean, they kind of mention her like someone says like oh stormfront she's from portland or something like that so mm-hmm. she clearly reinvented herself but yeah she's kind of interesting i mean what's what's her connection with edgar i mean he may be having her do all this and if she and when we mentioned last i mean she's a you know, known racist and he's a person of color i mean he clearly has clearly has some control over her. yeah and maybe she's maybe she's seducing homelander at his behest we, we don't even that's my, that's my thought yeah because like you said she like I think Huey says, they're they've been moving her around like a Catholic priest or whatever. So obviously, right, right. obviously they've you know they've like kept her low profile because of you know bad stuff that she's been up to, and I, but you they've know, also kept her because you know obviously she's able to do a lot of damage when they need her to. Yeah, and Edgar could easily have said like, "Hey, look, I'll I'll bring you up to the big time. You can be in the seven, uh, but you're going to need to do some stuff for me. You know, if we're going to, if we're going to go to, cause it had to have been a lot of work to completely reinvent her like that. Yeah, for sure. And that, that's kind of interesting too, because it's going to like, see, I, I never feel that Homelander is being honest. Like when he asks her for help with like his like numbers, I, mm-hmm. I feel he's got an angle he's playing there too. Yep. But yeah. Just like the reverse of last episode, there are all these like positive, like memes, like, you know, the anti, uh, uh, ACO is that her name? ACS AOC. You know, like her, yeah, yeah. And then they, they you know that bumped up his points, and that's like right before they uh, got busy. Yeah, as soon as I saw that congresswoman, I said, "Oh, I think they're doing like a Alexandria Acosta Cortez thing." And then Homelander says, "Hey, I loved that video of you dancing, uh, you know, on the internet doing like walk like an Egyptian or whatever." And I was like, "Because AOC did the." I the dance from the Breakfast Club, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, so that's that's pretty obvious that, uh, <laughs> that yeah. that's what they're doing." I mean, just the way she looked was similar. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's like the um, 
you know, in in uh, the unfortunately, they're not going to have a second season of um, Space Force. How they have uh, the angry young congresswoman? It's clearly AOC. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like this episode. I felt that a lot happened. There's only three more left. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm actually happy that they're doing it week by week and not all at once. I mean, there's Me a too. lot of like. I mean, especially since it's only, I mean, if it was like a 20 episode season, that'd be a different thing. But I mean, there's only eight episodes, it's two months. And I feel that I'll, I, I am obviously in a bubble with this because I'm on the Reddit, like the boys uh, subreddit and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of people who are really getting into this show. You know, it's like, it's almost like becoming like, you know, the surprise hit of the season. I mean, I, mean, I know there was a previous season, but I didn't hear a lot of fanfare for the first season. Yeah. But I've heard a lot of people talk about the second one. Yeah, and I I I like it uh, quite a bit. I think they're doing a a good job, and like you said, I like that they're keeping it short. Um, I, I could see them. I don't. I, the only thing I don't want them to do is go too long. I don't want this to be yeah. to end up being like a ten season kind of thing. I, I think three, four, maybe depending on how much, because I don't know exactly how much this the, the, there is of the source material, but uh, three, four seasons I think is probably you know sufficient. I think it'll go five. Yeah, five, five. I mean, if you do it right and it's only eight episodes, that's only forty episodes. Um, yeah. I think that's. I, I I think it's definitely. It could have the staying power for something like that. Well, yeah, I don't want to forget this because I think it will come into play later, obviously. Uh, but also, we see that Queen Maeve is kind of going around mm-hmm. assembling like a you know a, a group of people against Homeland. Yep. She goes with the deep because because you can easily manipulate the deep. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, she, uh, I, I, a couple things I'm curious to see what are going to happen in the last episodes of this uh, season. I wonder what A-Train's going to do now that he's out of the seven. Yeah, because I still he think he's going to be on the show. Catch up with the boys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope so. He's a really good actor. I like him. Um, mm-hmm. he's, his character's just funny. Too. He's, he's the, he perfectly plays A-Train. I mean, yeah. like he, just like a super athlete jock who couldn't care less. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so, but I wonder if he's going to try and avenge the seven, or if he's going to try and help them to get back at the, uh, you know, at Shockwave and or the rest. Or I'm sorry, not avenge the seven. If he's going to help the boys out, mm-hmm. and also, uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen with Maeve and her alliance. Just the deep. I just I could watch the deep. I could watch a whole show of the deep. That would be like great, like a comedy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's like he is. I think he's my favorite too on the show. I just I like this actor a lot. I love what he's doing with this character. I like the way he plays it. It's just uh, he is he is so fun to watch in the show. Yeah, he's he's my favorite for sure. All right, well, that is our episode for the week. Uh, do all the stuff that that you know you should do. Tell a friend. That's the the, the best thing you could do for us is tell one friend about the show. Say, hey, do you want to try to figure out what inside jokes they're telling each other that we don't get? Uh, why don't you listen to Massive Late Fee? So do that for us, and then we'll see you next time. Bye. We'll see you next time.